weary travellers, welcome for the penultimate time, uh, at least of this season. Maybe ever, who knows? Um, I, I mean, I don't know if we're going to enjoy the final episode. Who, who can tell? But this is... That the... sounds like you're setting it up for failure straight away. Well... <laughs> Might be shit, might not, don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a mixed bag of a season, let's be honest. Yes, yes, very uh, much so. This is the um, MOS Network mini-series, limited series, called Ministry of Dragons, where we look at the HBO series House of the Dragon. As always, my name is Tez, and I'm joined by Jaime. Jaime. How's it going? How's it going, Jaime. Yeah, good. I had about four hours sleep last night, so I feel like a poop, but otherwise all good. It's almost Friday, which means it's almost the end of the week, so who can complain? Exactly. Yeah. We're not far off the weekend. Can't complain too much. Um, I've had to do, at some point, I've got to try and squeeze in another horror film today. I didn't watch a horror film yesterday because it was a manic one. Um, so I've got to fit in an old vampire film after this. But after we're recording this... Uh, I will then be streaming um, a game on on uh, on the channel called Scorn. So maybe it's going to be a short stream if I've got to squeeze in a film as well. <laughs> all, all you've got to do is just read just read the blurb that you've got on Wikipedia, and then just that's it. Just just basically recite it. Well, I've seen the film, honestly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me! But otherwise, all good. Yes. Yes, all is well, all is well. And I'm I'm excited to talk about this episode because it's the first one that we've seen where we do not see Rhaenyra or Damon at all. No. No. Not once. Not once. So it's a bit of a change up. It is. Uh, the episode in question is the Green Council. Now, as per usual, we'll go through the uh the Wikipedia blurb and discuss the episode. I'm very confused with something, and I don't know if oh, this is... Is it a, a bit where you, where you jacked off over a foot or something else? <laughs> oh, right. I thought you were saying I jacked off over a foot. I was like, what? what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I, I'd expect nothing less from that character. Um, no, so I, in, I thought that at the end of the last episode, when Viserys is kind of talking to Alison about, you know, uh, the um, Aegon the Conqueror and um, the king that's been prophesized. I thought he was saying that um, he got the prophecy wrong and that Alicent was the prince that was promised. I don't, I did not, and even in the recap at the start of the episode, I got no inference that he was saying, actually, it's my firstborn son, Aegon. Unless I just completely misheard it both times. Uh I thought she completely made it up. I had no idea that was even discussed at the end of the last episode. Oh, did you not see the um, previously on House of Dragon? Uh, I did, but I still didn't get that he was saying Aegon needs to be the next king. No, but what I'm saying is I'm th I thought that he was saying that he got it wrong and that she was the prince that was promised. Oh, now I'm confused. So he, so he did say that he wants Aegon to be the next king. No, I I thought he was saying to Alicent <laughs> that she, her, was the prince that was promised, that he'd got it wrong. Oh. Because Aegon wasn't in the room at all. Um, and he, I'm sure he didn't say our son is the prince that's promised. But she doesn't want to be queen, so she lied and said her son should be the queen. King. I mean, I guess so, but they didn't. it didn't seem like they made that as obvious as they would 
with other things, you know, in terms of plotting and people lying and stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's... It, yeah. I went through that. I went through this whole episode thinking that it was one big plot, and that she lied to try and get her son, and that was the plan with her dad, the hand, the whole way through, because he was like, "Oh, this is a nasty game, and we have to play it." And kind of committing treason is quite a nasty thing to do. So, I, I never really even clocked that that was a conversation that he didn't want Rhaenyra to be queen. To be honest, I, yeah. Well, it says at the end of the prior episode. Um, that Viserys, uh, near death, mutters parts of Aegon the Conqueror's dream, which Alicent believes refers to their son Aegon. But I'm sure um... that he said he got it wrong and that she was the prince that was promised. But because, I, I, I mean, it says here that she's inferring or believing that he's referring to their son, but... I'm certain he was saying I got it wrong. You were, you know. I, talking I feel to like her. I should have. I feel like I should rewatch this to make make sure I've got it right because, yeah, I I totally misread that. Well, I mean, so apparently she did believe that he said that he was referring to Aegon as being his true heir. But yeah, I was, I was very much like, what? I did, I I I didn't get it that he was talking about Aegon, but I know yeah. that the namesake Aegon is named after Aegon the Conqueror, who was the who had this dream, this Song of Ice and Fire dream, which I don't really know too much about other than what they've said, but um, yeah, very weird. So that, that was the thing that confused me, not the foot jacking off thing. Um, on, on, on that note, the Song of Ice and Fire, again, to, to ask the question, is that going to be um, White Walkers with the ice and the fire, they're scared of fire? I mean, I've got no idea, but I'm, they're still very much, I believe, in the world of White Walkers were van vanquished long ago, and as time goes on, they become more of a myth than a uh, thought of as history. Yeah, I need to just let go of the White Walkers, and I? I just get myself <laughs> excited that they're going to reappear, and no. It will be in season three, and each one will be like, I think this is going to be where the White Walkers appear, and it's like... I don't need to we're, we're, we're still 150 years away from Game of Thrones, but they still don't think the White Walkers exist, so... <laughs> yeah. Next episode, I'm 100 percent certain is White Walkers. Just like I was sure that the king was going to die for the last seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did eventually. He did, did eventually. eventually. Yeah, it was just frustrating me how every time I was going, next time, next time he will die. No, <laughs> I mean, why won't you die? Uh, he, he eventually is now keeled over. Um, yes. So Viserys is death. The, the small council plots to uh, uh, crown Prince Aegon now. This is much to the surprise of Alicent, who, whilst being aware of her father as a bit, bit of a schemer, schemer, is completely side-swiped uh, by the fact that pretty much the majority of the small council have had this plot in place of what we need to do to make sure that the Prince Aegon takes his rightful place as the king's firstborn son on the throne. Um, whereas she was like, well, you know... I think he should have the throne because of the final wish that I've heard from the king, but we have to do things delicately, um, you know, because he wouldn't want anything to happen to his daughter, Princess Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Sir, Sir Criston. Sir Criston's very loyal to the queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sit down, crunch. <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell? I mean, firstly, I don't, I don't understand all the pomp and circumstance. We had it before in the very first episode, the first two episodes, 
when Sir Criston was being um, courted to to join the Night's Watch or the King's Guard, whatever it was. No, the King's Guard, not the Night's Watch. Um, and they had their little kind of Dungeons and Dragons figurines for like the houses or whatever. But here, they all had like snooker cues, or snooker balls, sorry, and putting them in yeah. their little holders. Like what? I, I guess it's just uh, the session that you know court, court was in session kind of thing. Mm. You can't make a decision without the ball being there. You, your, your balls are your power, basically. Where's your ball? Oh, yeah, playing without the... your balls, you're nothing. Playing <laughs> <laughs> snooker down down the club, and I must have left it there by accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Lord Beesby uh, kind of calls out and saying, you know, I'm not going to be a usurper or whatever, or his, you know, his allegiance is to the rightful heir that was um, proclaimed, which is Princess Rhaenyra. And, um, yeah, so Kristen just goes, sit down! <laughs> Pushes him down, but also forward and smacks his head into this... Yeah, body slams his skull into a conch, like a metal or glass ball. <laughs> and then yeah. what got me is just how casual everyone is afterwards. Everyone's just kind of sat around like, should we, should we remove his body? No, 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 no. Leave, leave, leave that there. Eyes open and all. Like, yeah, no, no one no one leaves this room until we've got a plan in place. And uh the actual head of the King's Guard um goes to pull his sword on Sir Kristen because Kristen's just murdered someone. Mm-hmm. Sir Kristen also pulls his sword out because he's like, I'm protecting the Queen. He's clearly got a boner for the Queen, like <laughs> Well, on that note, is it this episode or the previous episodes? No, it is this episode, isn't it? Mm. Where, where we I'm sure we'll get to that what the Queen says to him if we talk about it now. We'll talk about it now. Yeah, when when she tries to send him off to find her son, and she goes, oh, the, "The feelings that you have for me as your queen." I was like, there, "There's obviously something else that's happened or been discussed." I thought they were getting a bit too close, and then as soon as she said that, I was like, "Yep, there it is." Nobody can just be friends. Come on, men, well, women. Well, I mean, I, I my inference of that was that kind of similar to her and the weird, weird hunchback guy, is that. She's a smart cookie. She can see that, you know, he is loyal to a fault and is kind of just like, well, let's, you know, I don't think anything's happened between them because she's never given off an air of infidelity, I, I would say. True. It's, like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's how I've read it. Yeah, um, never, never been a hint that she got, apart from the foot fetish bit, you, you could argue that's. Well, she, I mean, she's not in control of someone jacking off, is she? Is, she she's, she's doing it willingly. She's putting her feet there to, for him to do it. Look, if <laughs> it's like it's like it's like flashing, you, that's you like saying it's in. that girl's fault for wearing something skinny. Oh no 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 no! no. What, that, oh god no! I don't believe that at all. No, what, what I'm trying to say is like she she she's doing it on purpose. She's putting her feet there. And he's like ooh, looking down at her feet, and she takes her socks off, and then she puts her feet on the bed and turns around so he can do what he's got to do or wants to do. Yeah. So she she's doing it to get what she wants out of him. So it is a transaction. She is allowing him to sexually pleasure himself over her. So that, to me, you know, if, if your partner did that, you'd be like, what the hell? You let someone jack off over your feet? That, that ain't right. That's not cricket. So, yeah, she, she is a bit of a user. Let's put it that way. She knows, she knows what she needs to do to get what she wants, which, yeah. is, which is people burnt live, apparently. She hasn't burnt anyone alive, has she? What was the fire about? Um... Because she's, oh, like, she's, she's like, could you arrange that for that person to be killed? Do you cut the, the, the snake off at the head? 
and he oh, goes to, right. to you to you anything and then starts jacking off over her feet and then mm. the next scene is somebody burning down the building that had those people in it so i would oh, assume okay yeah so that, I, is, that is her exchanging a foot fetish for somebody being murdered so I, yeah i wasn't too sure i wondered if that was the um yeah okay that makes a bit more sense i was wondering at first if it was like um the building where they get the kids to fight had been burnt down but yeah i I didn't put two and two together there with the fire, the the house burning down of all the um, whatever they're called, chatterers. I don't know, but then yeah, but then at the same point, I don't know because that was then never really referenced later on, especially when Sir Otto talks to. Um, yes, you're right. I, I wondered, I wondered that as well. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the, the weird Jackie Offy foot person, he whatever his name is, he basically said that her father is in charge of the Ring of Spies, who was spying on even her. So the implication I got was he was like, I can kill your dad for you. Um, but he instead killed all the whispers. I think I think that's what happened. If you didn't get it, I definitely won't get it. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if it says it in here. Um, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I only watched this. Sorry, I've, ju- I've jumped okay. ahead. Yeah, I've jumped ahead here. Shut up. Shut up. Stupid. <laughs> um, so, Sir Kristen kills Lord Beesby, protects, uh, who protests to Rhaenyra being usurped. Kingsguard Lord Commander Harold Westerling, um, who almost has a little bit of a face-off with Sir Kristen, resigns because he says, look, I'm, I'm my role is to protect the king, and until we have a king, I don't have a role here. Um, so I thought that was quite, quite a cool moment. It's very much like I'm not going to be part of this uh, tittle-tattle. Well, I'm not going to go and kill somebody who I'm supposed to be protecting. It's, it's mm. the crux of it. Yeah. Uh, Sir Otto delays announcing Viserys' death to fortify the council's position and coerces house lords' fealty. So, yeah, it's one of those moments where he's basically like, look, this is the situation. Um, we need to know your answer as to whether you stand with uh, the king or, or you uh, are in protest due to the previously announced um, heir to the throne. And it's then very heavily implied, and we get confirmation a bit later on, that you don't really have an option here if you stand against uh, stand against the new king. Yes. 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 Slight, um, slight, slight death, I assume. Sorry? Slight, a slight case of death, I assume, if you yes. Yes. go against him. Um, Princess um, Renius, I never know how it's pronounced, the king's sister, um, refusing to support, support Aegon, is kept captive. So she initially wakes up and is like, why is my door locked and what's all going on? Um, and eventually Queen Alicent comes in and has a word with her and says, like, yeah, I mean, this is what's happened. He told me in his dying breath, um, you know, about uh, their son, Aegon, should take the throne. And Hey, how about you support it? And there's a little bit of a back and forth here, isn't there? Yeah. She says, I, I must, was it something like, I must compliment you on your boldness or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but eventually, just she doesn't really say one way or the other, but it's told, right, ring the bell when you made a decision, aka you can't leave until we know, essentially, that you support Aegon's claim or that Aegon shall be the new king. Uh, Otto orders the Kingsguard brothers Sir Eric and Sir Arik Cargill to search King's Landing for Aegon. So, bit of a panic to before anything kind of gets out. They need to 
find Aegon, who appears to have snuck out. No one knows where he is. Um, he appears to have gone into the town on the piss, as far as we know. Um, all we've kind of seen from Aegon the last few episodes, it's gone from him being a bit of a teenage layabout drunk to we've found out in the previous episode he'd raped the handmaiden that looks after his kids with, and I'm pretty sure we now have the confirmation, the kids that he has with his own sister because there's a moment when Alison, looking for Aegon, speaks to, it is her daughter, the simple one. Um, uh, so okay. they are married. The brother and sister yeah. are married. And um, we've got the, the two Cargills on Otto's instruction looking for Aegon to be brought to Otto. But Alison sends Kristen and old Patchy, Prince Aemond, um, who insists on going along with Sir Kristen. So at this sort of stage, um, Hyami, where do you think things are kind of going with these two different groups looking for, for Aegon? I, I didn't really understand the beef, as it were. What, what was it they were not very happy about with each other? I'm guessing it's because one, one pair support one person and the other pair are backing the other person, so there's almost a competitive element, but I don't see what the benefit in it is in either of them finding them first. I know that the hand says bring them to me. And then the queen says, bring him to me. So, you know, they're both being told to bring them to a different person. So I assume this is again, going off a of foot fetish Jackie off guy saying that your father's against you, um, enforcing that actually there's a bit of a rift between father and daughter here because the father's trying to get a hold of him for, I assume, to discipline him. And his mother, the queen, is trying to get hold of him, I assume, to discipline him nicer. I don't really know what the issue is with either of them getting to him first. So... Yeah, that was my only confusion here. Why why are they working against each other if they're both trying to find him for the same goal, which is to install him, him as king? Um, but yeah, that there's clearly uh, some competition, which I did not fully grasp the reason behind. So what I kind of read into this was that um, the queen has a bit of a panic because she's found out that um, her father's been putting this plot into place to ensure that Aegon gets the crown. And to do that requires then ensuring that uh, Princess and uh, Rhaenyra and Daemond basically die. Um, because to make sure that the uh, the claims to the throne to the crown to the crown. The claims to the throne aren't aren't there. She can basically, you know, get them taken out. Whereas the Queen is just like, one, you've basically kept me out of this loop of this plan you've been having, which is some BS. And I think that we should be handling things very differently. Like, at the end of the day, she's having a little bit of a power struggle with her father, which we see a bit later on, where she's like, look, I am the queen at the end of the day, and you can have your your say here and there as an advisor, but you do not, um, you know, make make the uh, the orders, as it were. And so that's why I thought that there was the two kind of separate things, because if Otto gets um Aegon first then he could say look as you you know here's the, here's the situation papa's dead you're going to be the king and you need to make sure that there are no um people going against you so you need to make sure that we go off and kill you know the the uh the traitors or whatever you want to call them whereas princess i think what i read with that was that the princess was just like we need to make sure we get to him first so he doesn't do anything stupid or he doesn't get you know influenced Mm. kind of how i read it makes sense yeah seems more logical than my my presumption uh but at the same point when they have the little face off in uh, in the town between the two groups or 
one of the brothers uh, and and Sir Kristen. As far as I know, they've not been told too much about this other group looking for um, Aegon. So why they would go into conflict and not just discuss it, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so. Alison sends uh, Kristen and Prince Aemond. Um Masaria, possibly the White Worm, tells Otto where Aegon is hiding. So this jumps ahead a bit. We've kind of skipped out a whole part where um, the brothers, where they're going around the town looking as are Sir Kristen and uh, Prince Aemond. We find out that Prince Aemond got made a man by his brother, taking him as a youngster to a brothel. From the yep. sounds of it, that he no longer oh, frequents. My, how you've grown! Yeah, very creepy that was. Yeah. Um, Sir Eric and Sir Eric go to this other place that he now frequents more often. So we're now getting a bit more of an insight into what person uh, Prince Aegon actually is. Slightly twisted. So he frequents this house where they get children to fight, essentially, but with the children. They um, sharpen down the nails and their teeth to make it more bloodthirsty. Mm. And uh, the brothers um, hypothesize that uh, maybe some of the kids fighting are some of his bastards because they have mm -hmm. the look of a Targaryen. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of getting the feeling of there's a little bit of a panic about who the new king is, that his endorsing and encouraging this of, kind of thing a bit of a joffrey isn't he a little bit yeah um i mean we find shortly um when we find aegon that he really doesn't seem to have any interest at that stage of being king um which is and quite he's not, he's not scared to say it is he no no and it's quite interesting because prince aemond on the other hand whilst he does look like a psychopath um with his with his one eye and it's just his general face um he very much does seem to be the polar opposite of I read the histories, I understand it, I want to be a king, and you know, yep. fair enough, you know, like when he lost he actually, the eye. He actually seems quite reasonable, doesn't he? Like yeah. the, way, the way he talks and the way he acts, he's yes, he seems like he probably could be much better. He just looks psychotic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the white worm, possibly the white worm, tells Otto where Aegon is hiding, and the Cargills find Aegon inside the Grand Sept. Kristen and Aemond forcibly take him. So I was wondering at this stage, because we've now seen Sir Kristen quite easily brutally kill at least two people so far. Um the the paramour of Ranieri's first husband and now also uh Lord Beesbury. I thought this fight was a lot tamer than I was kind of expecting when it started kicking off. Yes, it was quite ching ching. Oh, oh, oh don't hit me. Yeah I, yeah, I thought it could have been a bit more brutal, given he's just kind of like crushed somebody's skull with one hand into a into a ball and stuff like that. I thought, yeah, it's, it's a it's a interesting, quite tame fight scene, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit tame, a little bit tame, um, and especially as well, I think it's worth noting here that um, every season nine episode to memory of Game of Thrones was the battle or something crazy, you know, huge happening. And um, I won't necessarily talk about the rest of the episode. We'll get to that shortly. But um, yeah, there was no big battle, really. There was no, to me, 
other than we'll get to the ending shortly. But even that, I don't think this was a big event episode. Uh, no, in, ter- it, in terms of episode nine episodes, I mean. Yeah, penultimate. So this is the penultimate episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was actually quite tame. Apart from the ending, like you say, but even that was quite uneventful. There was no word spoken. It was just silent destruction, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of dissect our, our feelings at the very end, but um, they take Aemon, so Kristen and uh, and uh, Aegon take Aemon. Uh, Lord Laris warns Alison, so that Lord Laris is the uh, hunchback wanky boy, um, warns Alison that spies are within the Red Keep, including her lady-in-waiting Talia. Um, Alicent gives approval to eliminate the white worm. So yeah, this is where we kind of then start to see what he gets out of it. So it's not so much a case like, I guess like a little finger, it always seemed to be I want power and I want to marry um, whatever her name is, Ned's wife. And then when she's dead, I want to marry her daughter, but I want power. With this guy, he's just got a foot fetish. Simple pleasures, I guess. You know, he's a simple man. Yeah. <laughs> as, as weird and strange as it is. I'm sorry, my dog has got the worst wind. I just keep getting honks of it. Oh, oh my goodness. Um. Oh. <clears throat> so yeah, we 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 now understand Lord Laris's what what he's getting out of this equation. Um. Okay. <laughs> he seems happy enough with that. Uh, yeah. She obviously isn't too pleased about doing it. She looks quite pained when you can just see the silhouette of him beating off in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but the men, then... men are, we are, well, not we, but men are disgusting, aren't they? It's like I hear about OnlyFans and things like that, and I just think people actually pay to see that and do that. But, yeah. She's basically a medieval OnlyFans person. Yeah, well, you know. Guess the job done. <laughs> the we're, not, we're not here to shame anyone. Um, where did uh, Aegon, when he's eventually caught up, uh, resists being king, but Alicent convinces him otherwise. She basically shows him the dagger which was on uh, Viserys's bedside, the one that, when you hold it in front of a flame, you see this inscription or something relating to the Song of Ice and Fire, the thing that he was always showing his uh, daughter, Princess um, Rhaenyra. So. This is kind of this is basically her saying, "Look, you are the one prophesized," and that's where he's like, "Oh, okay, okay." Don't don't play with me, mother. It's like, well, I'm not. You're making me king, you idiot. <laughs> yes, he's a dumbass. Yeah. Um. So, da, 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 it's also not really mentioned here, but one of the brothers who had slunk away and hadn't joined in the fight, I believe. I mean, they both look the same. It's hard to tell, but I believe that's the one that slunk away and didn't get involved in the fight, which I think maybe Arik goes to Princess Rhaenys to basically say, "Look, we're getting you out of here. This, I, I'm, I can't stand idly by and let this go on because I think he's, there's a bit of worry about her fate." Because again, there's been people that have been hung, as we find out in a moment, who opposed kneeling for the new king. And um, I guess this guy's a bit more respect for the traditions and the royal family. And she is, she was at one point going to be taking the throne before it went to Viserys. Mm-hmm. So he is taking her out to uh, to try and get her onto a boat. She goes, like, oh, I need to get my dragon. Um, but he's like, no, 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 that's going to be guarded. We need to get you to Blackwater. 
which is a very important area. Oh, from is that her place. dragon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yes. Did, I, did, I didn't clock that one. Oh, yes. Um, so as they're kind of ferrying through the town, all of the routes are getting kind of cordoned off because people are funneling through the streets. And so she gets separated from uh, the night as they are going through the, uh, through the town. And when she notices where they're approaching, she has a bit of a smile on her face, which I didn't really, t- I was thinking, what was she looking at? I, I didn't twig why she was smiling at you. No, not at all. But oh, she was smiling because she was going back to where a dragon's been kept. Yes, but yeah, I mean, I no, that makes sense now. I didn't put those two and two things together when uh, when she was doing that. Yeah, but they end up going to what is known as the Dragon Pit to witness Aegon's coronation. Um, so. Da, 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 da. Oh, right, okay. They've, they've put the blurb in this very backwards. They said that the King's Landing citizens are herded into the Dragon Pit to witness Aegon's coronation. After Eric frees Rhaenyris, she enters the Dragon Pit's dungeons. I mean, that's kind of mixing what happens at the very start of the scene to what happens very near the end of the scene. Yes. Yeah, so she, it's Eric then, not Arik. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never seen these characters before. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've been separated in the street. When the coronation is going on and uh, Otto is doing his big speech, he loves he loves his speeches. Mm-hmm. The whole royal family are on the stage, as it were, and there's this big procession to lead uh, Prince Aegon through, who's again looking quite sort of nervous. But once he gets given the crown, which I believe is the um, Aegon the Conqueror's crown, because I guess they kept that... I, I don't know how crowns work. I just assumed he would inherit the old one, but I guess the old one was buried or taken with... Viserys? I don't know. It seemed to be a big deal that he was getting this crown. Um, He's then enjoying the moment because everyone starts cheering because I guess a lot of people will follow the tradition of firstborn son is the new king. Um, And we knew that from a very, very earlier episode that a lot of the people thought of it being a mockery that Princess Rhaenyra was the heir to the throne when she goes into the town with Damon. She sees that little mm-hmm. street play. So I guess it makes sense for people to be very much on board with, oh, okay, yeah, yeah cool. They were, they were just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, don't care. Go for it. Yeah, crack on. Loving it. They were loving it. And also, uh, one one thing I will say, um, what's, what's, um, so fuck's last name again? Oh, Kristen. Kristen. His, his little, his little, the king, you know, it's like, would God, you be yeah. up there? Yeah, it's so like, oh, you don't have a, you don't have a projection voice, do you? You don't have like a... Yay for to... the king! Yay, go king, yay! <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you are not authoritative at all. Some people aren't made for uh, public speaking. No, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not. I, I'm one more one of those, but yeah, that was my... Everybody stand up for your king, yay! <laughs> it's like, you, you've got a massive hall that's got, you know, it's not like he walked on going, check one, two, check one, two. Here we go. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that, that bit kind of made me like cringe a little bit. I was like, oh, oh, oh is there not someone else that could have done that better? But yeah. Yeah. They, they, pick, they pick their cast, let them, let them live with it. I, I mean, I guess he's, I don't know if it's a general responsibility because I guess he's now been made the, uh, Head of the um the, the king's the king's uh, guard, I, I guess. Have, yeah, well, that's not it's not expressly stated, though, is it? But it would make sense that he would be the next in line. 
I, uh, I think maybe. I think Alison may say it to someone. Maybe. I'm sure she might mention something, because I'm sure she brings him up. Uh, it might be when she's talking with Otto, because again, this has skipped out a whole scene in Wikipedia blurbs, when um, Alison goes to speak with Otto. I think this must be the night before the ceremony to kind of just say, look, we are doing things my way, not your way, because he's trying to say, look, this is the way to do it. Sometimes you need to draw some blood or something along those lines on the way. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, she's like, the king, the, the late king, wouldn't want that blood to be his daughter's own blood. And he's like, well, are you speaking as the king's wife or as the childhood friend? Uh, which I think was quite an important little moment. But yeah, she, she basically puts him in his place. And typically he then kind of defers things by going, you know, in a certain light, you look like your mother. And I was wondering, he's not going to get incestuous, is he? <laughs> oh, it wouldn't surprise me in this series, to be honest. But, no. Yeah. But then when she goes off, I don't know if it was a poignant thing, but as she leaves, he kind of goes, as you wish. Like, why, why couldn't you just, if, unless he was just saying that in a, in a sarcastic way, why couldn't you just say yeah. that to her, acknowledge yeah. her? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He seems like a bit of a not where he wanted to be in life, so he's going to take out on everybody else. Mm, yeah. Oh, Otto. But bless uh, him. Bless his cottons. I'll make up for my failures through my children. Well <laughs> <done>. <laughs> he's basically like uh, those um, stage mums that are just like, I'm going to force yeah. my child to do pageants because <laughs> I I didn't do it in my life. I was a failure. Yeah, I think you should go and get a fake tan. I don't want it, mummy, but you'll look good with it because I would look good with it. <laughs> yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. And step. <laughs> um, but Re Renius is watching this ceremony, this pomp and circumstance, and she breaks away uh, and enters <sighs> the Dragon Pit dungeon. So again, I th this might have been a location that's been previously featured, I guess, in Game of Thrones. I guess if you... This was maybe the area where a few the giant times... skull definitely is in the very last episode where King's Landing's being flattened. It's where yeah. um, Jamie Sir Lannister goes back in to go and see um, the Queen. If I remember rightly, and he goes through that area. It's, yeah, it's in there quite a bit. I'm fairly sure because the skull is there. Um, I'm lots sure of times. I'm sure Tyrion's been through there talking about history yes. and Joffrey as well. Like, oh yes, I know my history. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I. I would say I need to go back and watch Game of Friends. I love Game of Friends, but I mean, it's a big, it's a big task. It's like What's eighty hours of TV, yeah. if that, if if not more. Um, yeah, not any time soon. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I've I've rewatched it a couple of times though, but not in a rush at the moment. Um, no. She enters the Dragon Pit Dungeons. Um, astride her dragon, Melis. Never heard it mentioned its name. She breaches the hall, causing devastation and confronting the royal usurpers, sparing them, and she leaves on Dragonback. She could have just burned them and finished the series there and then, to be honest. Hmm. Well, it's an odd one, because as far as I know, Targaryens are fireproof. So it would have killed the oh, Queen yeah. and, uh, and Otto and, and Kristen, but not, you know, the, the other ones. As far as I know, I mean, I know that that's... Yeah, because um, in Game of Thrones, um, she she goes through fire, doesn't she? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I guess the moment was to basically say, you, you're done fucked up, 
and uh-huh. she is she's because she in the previous episode had basically swore swore, um, swore fealty to the princess the princess's mm. claim for driftmark i believe yes. yes um and there was a moment earlier on when uh the queen's basically saying you know or is this you just want to have charge of drift cut mark or something she was coming across quite desperate like i don't want anything bad to happen to you is what she was i guess inferring but you know just side with us side with uh you know prince Aegon. Mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah, she's left on Dragonback, and I guess that probably then really only leaves two dragons in King's Landing because I guess uh, the only ones with dragons would be Aemond, who obviously got that massive dragon that he's yep. uh, he's taken, and I'd assume that Aegon has a dragon because of him taunting the other ones in a prior episode. But we've never seen him on his dragon. He doesn't really seem like he would probably have much interest. Um, he doesn't seem to care much for like fighting or whatnot. Yeah, I think you're right. So I would guess then, and also Dragonstone, I guess that's where a lot of the dragons live then, that all the dragons are kind of... And I guess that was another reason to try and keep um, Princess Renius on board, is she's got a dragon. Um, Very true, yep. So the majority of the dragons then appear to be with Daemon and um, Rhaenyra. Yeah. Hmm... So, thoughts on the episode? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? I thought this was a, if I had to grade it, 1 to 10. It's kind of a 6, 7. It's not not bad. Not amazing, but good. You've so ch- You've changed your grading system from last time. It was not uh, bad, not too bad, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've upgraded. No, uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. It set the scene for a lot to come, I think. Um I liked the ending and just the general death and destruction and total disregard for everyone's welfare. She just crashed through the floor, which probably would have killed a thousand people, but that just seems to have been glazed over. Mm. Um, some frustrations in this episode. So why didn't you just burn them? Like if you, you, you're pretty much starting a war by doing what you did, why didn't you just finish it there and then? But then again, why did British soldiers march in a straight line towards the enemy back in the day? I guess it was all about honour and fighting clean, not murdering people with a dragon, you know, come and fight me on the battlefield or something stupid like that. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I think, as I said, setting the scene for lots to come. Good episode, not incredible. Not as good as the last couple, I think. The last one I seem to remember being pretty good. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a lot more... Um, a lot more mentally to take away from the last episode. This one was a bit more physical. Saw the trueness of Egon, and he's a sick little git, is a weird way to put it, I guess. Um, yeah, and I wonder if that, the Asian lady who um, said that she wanted to shut down the uh, the fighting pits, I wonder if she's going to have more of a more of a part in this as we go forward. Oh, the, 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 the white worm, or possibly the that, white that's worm. That's the white worm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of intrigue. Um, Well, that leads us up to next week, which is the last episode of this series of um, House of the Dragon, episode called The Black Queen. Um, Now, I can only think that that must refer to Princess or potentially Queen Rhaenyra, Um, purely because we have a king now. Um, and we haven't seen, as you mentioned, anything to do with Damon and, um, and Rhaenyra. So you, you you gotta think there's going to be some retribution coming. Um, and we know 
Rhaenyra will do what she needs to do, but more so probably Damon. We've seen that he, <laughs> if he feels he needs to step up and do something, he will just do it. Yeah, he does not wait around, does he? No, he's, he's proven himself to be quite adapt with a sword. So I'm wondering, are we going to get a face-off between Prince Aemond and Damon? Both look very similar, of course, but both good with a sword. Yeah, it's mm. definitely definitely gearing up that way, isn't it? Yeah. So I think maybe the next episode is going to be our big battle one. Maybe. But, I mean, this has been this has been uh, renewed for a second season, so I don't know. I mean, I, I've not read the book or books, so I don't know how much this series has covered and how much there is to cover, hmm. um, which I'm fine with. I'd rather not be like, well, I mean, they've still got, uh, you know, another 800 pages to cover, so we're going to get that covered <laughs> in these seasons. Like, Just watch it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. I am intrigued. I didn't know. I, I'm guessing there's going to be at least one more. I reckon they're going to do another two because as long as it keeps making money, which I'm sure it is, they will keep making them. Yeah, true. Mm. And then I'll get to the final season. Everyone will go, oh, I'm not happy with where this went. Petition, sign a petition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get it to over 50,000 signatures. It gets discussed in Parliament. No, it doesn't work like that. But um, yeah, I hope it's a better ending than Game of Thrones because I was one of those people that moaned about Game of Thrones but that's just me being a winger that's fair enough you're entitled to your opinion and a lot of people had a similar opinion um, I think my opinion automatically goes negative when I see people signing petitions relating to <laughs> the arts because I think grow the fuck up Yeah, not everything's going to happen but, but one of the things recently right Halloween Ends came out this past week. Oh, I, yeah. I watched it. I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, disappointing conclusion to the trilogy. But if you enjoyed it, that's cool. If you didn't, that's cool. You know, everyone starts their opinion. Not surprised to see that there's been already an online petition for <laughs> Universal and Blumhouse to reshoot the film. Uh, people weren't happy with what If you happened. didn't like it, just turn it off. Yeah. You don't have to watch it if you're not happy. Exactly. Yeah. So oh. music, if you don't like music, just don't listen to it. Like I moaned about music in the last episode. Just don't listen to it. I don't have to worry about it. I just I just get my back up when fans have an entitlement and go, I've invested this amount of time and you've just raced my investment. Like, look, it's like when a band does a couple of good, really, really good albums and they change things up because they want to choose something new and you go, I've put you where you are because I bought your albums. You owe me. You can't do this to the fans. Like, oh, just... Don't listen to that album, then. You've still got the other ones. Exactly. I think, for me, the best the best comparison I can give is football. Mm. People are like, oh, mate, your team was like, well, you know, what we should have done is this. What You know, it's, it's disgusting what the manager did, and they should have done that, and they should have... It's like, okay, why don't you go and do the qualification or get the experience, and if you can tell them how to do it better, then you go and do it better. How about mm. that? It, it kind of winds me up a little bit. Um, you know, just get in your box and enjoy it for what it is, really. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing is universally praised. There's always going to be things that people don't like. Um, but then people love to moan. I, I moan yeah. a lot. And it, it is, yeah, if people aren't moaning, something's not right. Well, yeah, true. True. Exactly. It'd be boring if everyone was like, this was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So agreeable. What was your favourite part? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so that was mine as well. All, all cool. of it. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, yeah, it's just fantastic. Down the favourite part, really, really incredible. Oh, okay. ah, so I'm just, yeah. I'm going to going to head off now because uh, i've got nothing to yeah. talk about <laughs> yeah. oh dear. right well i think that 
wraps things up for another episode of Ministry of Dragons. Thank yes, you sir. for watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on audio platforms, be sure to give us a like and a subscribe or five-star review on whatever platform you are enjoying this. Uh, we have memberships, part of the MOS network on both things that unlock uh, emotes, uh, new shows like Ministry of Marvel and other cool things in the pipeline. So um, thank you once again this penultimate episode from me, Tez. And me, Jimmy. And uh, we will catch you next time. Uh, let me just make sure I've got the right thing lined up. Goodbye. Ciao.